From WREL News and the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, this is your coronavirus, North Carolina News Brief for Friday, August 28, 2020. I'm Cliff Bumgardner. Here's the latest from WREL.com. The semester was just beginning, but now thousands of North Carolina State University students are leaving campus. On Wednesday, university leaders asked all students to leave residence halls by September 11th in response to recent COVID-19 outbreaks on campus. At that time, the university had recorded nearly 100 more positive cases and three new clusters in dorms and the Greek village. Then on Thursday, the university announced five more clusters had been found on campus. Two were reported on the main campus at Tucker Residence Hall and Wood Residence Hall, and the remaining three were reported in the Greek community at various fraternities and sororities. They canceled classes for the remainder of the week, giving students two days off to move. On campus, nearly 73% of quarantine units are occupied, and more than 1,400 people are quarantined and isolated off campus. About 4,000 NC State students are expected to now be on the move, adding to the thousands already displaced across North Carolina as COVID-19 has hampered a return to in-person education for colleges and universities. In Chapel Hill, the University of North Carolina was among the first to cancel on-campus undergraduate classes after a swell of COVID cases, many of which were linked to large parties and gatherings held by students. The university said students could face criminal charges for such behavior, a warning which has now come true. At least four UNC Chapel Hill students have been charged with misdemeanors for violating state executive orders. The charges carry a fine of up to $1,000 and repeat violators could face up to 60 days in jail. According to police reports, the charges are in connection with parties Chapel Hill police had to break up on August 20th at the Phi Delta Theta Fraternity House and at an off-campus residence on Church Street. During the pandemic, indoor gatherings are limited to just 10 people, but police said they found about 50 people inside the fraternity house when they arrived to respond to a noise complaint. On the same night as the fraternity party, police responded to the Church Street house and found students trying to run out the back door. Few of those inside were wearing masks, which is also mandated statewide by executive order. Chapel Hill officials say they hope others will get the message that risky behavior during a pandemic won't be tolerated. Just over 1 million Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week, a sign that the coronavirus outbreak continues to threaten jobs even as the housing market, auto sales, and other segments of the economy rebound from a springtime collapse. The Labor Department reported Thursday that the number of people seeking jobless aid last week dropped by 98,000 from the week before. The number of initial claims has exceeded 1 million every week but one since late March, making for an unprecedented streak. Before the coronavirus pandemic, they had never topped 700,000 in a single week. More than 14.5 million people are collecting traditional jobless benefits, up from 1.7 million a year ago, a sign that many American families are depending on unemployment checks to keep them afloat. Until July 31st, the unemployed were receiving an extra $600 a week in federal money on top of regular state unemployment benefits, part of an extraordinary lifeline extended to help them through the crisis. The loss of that money is putting the squeeze on many families. After passing a massive financial rescue package in March, Congress has been unable to agree on more aid. President Donald Trump signed an executive order on August 8th offering a stripped-down version of the expanded unemployment benefits. At least 39 states have accepted or said they would apply for federal grants that let them increase weekly benefits by three to $400. 
Last week, nearly 608,000 people applied for jobless aid under a new program that extends eligibility for the first time to self-employed and gig workers. That's up from 525,000 the previous week. That figure isn't adjusted for seasonal trends, so it's reported separately. Altogether, the Labor Department said that 27 million people are receiving some form of unemployment benefits, though the figure may be inflated by double-counting in some states. And lastly, state and local school officials worried that a shift in federal rules next week will make it harder to feed children across North Carolina through school breakfast and lunch programs. In the weeks after schools closed this spring due to coronavirus, school systems partnered with food banks, the YMCA, and other groups to gear up massive feeding programs. They used schools as pickup points where parents could come for food and sent out some 2,100 school buses to drop meals off, often at bus stops. Workers haven't worried about whether children qualify for free or reduced-price meals, which is based on federal calculations tied to family income. They haven't even worried about whether a child is enrolled in school. They've simply distributed meals, and the federal government paid for most of it under waivers from the USDA that were set to expire this past Monday. The program has also been feeding students who are homeschooled, charter school students who don't normally qualify, and in general, any child who shows up and needs a meal. But after some back and forth in recent weeks with multiple states, the U.S. Department of Agriculture said late Tuesday that it had extended the waiver used to continue running the more lenient feeding program through September 30th. But the waivers specify that the less restrictive program may no longer be operated once schools are open for instruction, which means North Carolina schools, which have reopened under a blended plan of in-person and virtual instruction, likely aren't protected and would have to revert back to a more traditional program. The USDA's move to the traditional system would mean that only students enrolled in public schools and who meet income eligibility requirements would qualify for a free lunch or breakfast. Whether a child qualifies is supposed to be confidential, making it more difficult to determine eligibility at drop-off and pickup sites. In a statement Tuesday night, U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue said the USDA is calculating remaining appropriated funds to determine how long they may be able to provide waivers going forward. But a USDA spokesperson seemed to confirm North Carolina would not be protected under future waivers, meaning the state must transition to the more restrictive program. Some schools have already scaled back their programs. Others have been planning to do so starting next week. Wake County Public Schools said starting Tuesday they would go back to charging students who don't typically qualify for a free lunch or breakfast. All families will need to provide a student ID number at curbside pickup locations starting next week. This has been your Coronavirus, North Carolina News Brief for Friday, August 28, 2020. As always, if you like the news and information you get from this show, let us know. Leave a rating and a review wherever it is you listen. Plus, while you're there, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss our new episodes. Thanks for listening.